Welcome. You're about to listen to a message from LifePoint, a warm, friendly, and vibrant community for the young at heart. Yes, it should be a very interesting conversation. So I'm not going to be doing too much talking because I want you guys to hear from them. I probably will preach you the answer, but they will be able to share, you the, <laughs> share with you the more practical. I'm just kidding. Um, so today's how-to series, um, we're starting off with you all saw that. So till friends do us part, yeah? How do you take that friendship? I don't know who to marry, who should I marry, who, you know, there's all of that question. So I'm just going to start off with just quick introduction. Uh, Emmanuel is a tech bro, just summary. Uh, he also serves as one of our leaders in church. He serves in the band. CC is a co-lead of our multimedia team. Are you a tech as well? Business development. Business, we used to be tech now. Anyway, business development. AG Baby. <laughs> former lawyer, tech bro, now consultant, and of course, Pastor Dami is a lawyer and senior advocate of Nigeria in the making. Yeah. So, anyway, so we have all of these amazing people. Dami is married, obviously, that's her husband right there, so you, uh, let's just be clear, for the benefit of those who are just coming to church for the first time. She's got two beautiful daughters. Um, AJ is married as well, married to lovely lady Oni. Uh, is single, Emmanuel is single. So why both of you sitting on the, okay, it's interesting. Okay, um, let, moving on, focus, focus, focus. <laughs> All right, so this first session aims to identify, address, and potentially correct certain relational notions undergirding how both genders engage, so male and female genders. Specifically, how men approach women and how men respond to these approaches. So the first question I'd like to take here, because we know that breakfast is a whole thing, yeah, and I suspect that a couple people in the room and perhaps online who've had breakfast served them in recent times. I, mean, I was coming from Elevation Church first service there, and uh, the person who was leading worship says, it's only, it's only Jesus that doesn't serve breakfast. And I'm like, nah, sis, that's not correct. <laughs> Jesus serves breakfast. He only serves a different kind of breakfast. Amen? So um, who wants to go first? Breakfast story. How do you recover? So how to, you remember this is, this is a how-to series. How to recover from a heartbreak or how to recover when they have served you breakfast. Short and sharp. Who's going to go first? Please go ahead, Pastor Dami. Hi, good morning all. Okay, I'll go first because I'm sure mine happened the longest time ago, having been married for nine years now. Um, so my first question is, I don't know why Falabi Noel is not here sitting next to me on this panel. <laughs> but I'm sure the next one, he'll be there to give us some fresh gist. Great. So I've been served breakfast, and that's the honest truth. Um, it wasn't very pleasant. I don't know, BWS, you want me to go into this breakfast story? Wow. Okay. So <laughs> I'll keep it brief. But um, so I was in uni, and I was dating this guy. I think I've shared it here before. And... Basically, it was a story of ghosting. Right. I, I know, right? The worst, you know, yam, egg, orange juice. So it was, um, <laughs> it was, I thought I was in a relationship with this gentleman, but it was like, <laughs> he clearly was not dating me. And, you know, it took, and the thing about being ghosted is it takes longer for you to realize that. 
you've been served breakfast. Because at least if they call you and tell you, then you just sort of start your, you know, your journey. But if you don't even know, it's a different type of experience. So here I was thinking I was in a relationship, you know, and eventually realizing that actually I was not because he had moved on. I was still there. So it was very painful, very painful time for me. Now to focus on the how to um, get over it. My first, the first thing I'd say is I realized that after that experience, my next relationship, I actually had a fear of rejection. So if, you know, the person had not called me in one or two days, I started getting worried that, ah, what's going on here? Do you understand? Like, has it happened again? And things like that. And I think that energy wasn't really great for the relationship because the other person is thinking, why are you so paranoid? So the first how-to, first of all, is I would say give yourself time to sort of process what happened. Um, give yourself time to heal. Give yourself time to understand that it wasn't about you. It's not about you. It's not, it's not a reflection of who you are. It's not saying that you're not, you know, this perfect, amazing human being that God has created you for. Um, it's more about the person and the choice they have made and the bad behavior they decided to exhibit in communicating, you know, their choice. Uh, so that's the first thing. One of the things that really helped me was I was a Christian at that time, so prayer was good. Talking with friends about it because, again, there's a lot of embarrassment that comes with it, so you don't want to tell anyone. So I remember for a few weeks, I was yeah, no, we are, he's fine. <laughs> and after a while, we're on a break. Then after a while, actually, it didn't work out. Ah, what happened? Then eventually you get to a place where you can open up and tell some people that, guys, actually, this is what happens. And then, of course, if you have friends like mine, they first of all laugh, and then <laughs> they sort of then tell you that, don't worry, you, it has happened to me before. Like, ah, really? You didn't tell me. So, um, yes, yeah, so having friends you can talk to about it. If you have mentors, great praying through it, and just sort of processing and giving yourself time before you enter another relationship so that you don't let it, you know, sort of sink into your spirit and think it is about you. You don't let it become a source of a cause for fear of rejection or abandonment. Don't let it sink into you. Don't let it change the core of who you are. So that's my story. Thank you so much. So good. So good. Please go ahead and um, appreciate uh, PDA. So give yourself time to heal, talk to friends about it, and of course, pray through um, that season. Anybody want to add, add anything to it? The single gang? <laughs> Are you all still dealing with breakfast? Uh, okay, after CC. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to. No, after you. My mic on. Okay, can everyone hear me? Okay, all right. Okay, yes, this is good. Oh, breakfast. I feel like it's, it's more like a communal... You know, all parties are partakers of the food of, you know, you serve your dish, each one. But really, I don't know, should I go into my story of breakfast so much as, like, the what I do is I, first off, it's not blocking so much as muting just because I try to, like, block, remove the 
what you can see. You need to protect your gates. So your, what you can hear and what you can see. So I just mute, if I'm WhatsApp, I will mute your family, mute you, mute your friends. I don't need to hear anything. I don't need to know anything, right? So I, and then after you mute, is that creating those boundaries in a case where maybe you work with the person or you know, you're just friends, you need to actually now have your own space and then see how you can just really you know, grow and just have, because you need time to heal. So it's really that time after you mute and then to be whole again, to get yourself fully and who you are. So I do say like, you know, be friends with X, but not immediately, right? So give yourself time and then eventually you can actually now go home and be friends with the person. So. Okay, interesting perspective. I mean, I like the mute, but I'm able to agree with still being friends with X. <laughs> exactly, it, it, it depends. Yeah, it depends. For your sanity and your mental health, Sometimes you may not, like she said, just don't try and assume you're moving from boyfriend, girlfriend, back to friend zone in the immediate. You have anything you want to add to that? Yeah. Um, how many people here have ever initiated a breakup? Ever initiated a breakup? <laughs> right? Don't lie. You've ever initiated a breakup. So what that means is that many of us have served breakfast, right? people in this <laughs> So I think the first thing, as like um, PD said, right, is that it's not really about you. If you think about the reasons why you ended relationships, it's typically because you were not sure, right? You were afraid. You were just not in the mental space. For guys, you were just a horrible person at the time, right? Yes, and so, that part, that part, sorry, yeah. because yeah. you know we said we're getting practice, practical because yeah. PD said something. It, it was ghosting. Yeah. I, I believe that there's like proper way to end a relationship. Of course, yeah. So when you do bad behavior like ghosting someone, it's wrong, like totally wrong. But go ahead. Yeah. So it's, so it's not about you. I think that that's the first thing that like we just need to understand, right? It's not you about, it's not about you, <laughs> you the, the breakfast, breakfast eater. Server. It's typically about the server, <laughs> right? So it's just something that you just need to accept, right? So I always tell people like, because sometimes, some people interpret like, oh, they, they made a move on someone and the person rejected them as breakfast. And I'm like, that can't be accurate. Because there are many people who have liked you that you didn't like. Absolutely. So just because you liked this person, doesn't mean that they must like you, yep. right? So that is just like the standard, first of all. So just understand that it's not about you. The person is just in their own space, doing their own thing, figuring out their own life, right? Or they're just bad people. Regardless, it's not about you. The second one is just off of something she said. I think that boundaries are very important mm -hmm. because some people are very wicked. Yeah. And what yeah. does this mean? Yeah. It means that some people serve you breakfast, but they don't want to, they they want to keep on serving you brunch. Mm -hmm. So if you don't, <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> so, so if you don't, I think people call it breadcrumbing. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but if you don't, if you, oh God, if you don't yeah, like create boundaries, they will keep you in their space, yeah. right? It's like, they just broke yeah. up with you. But then like, once a week, I'm just calling to check on you. Like, how are Why? you doing? Like, do you understand? You and they know what they are doing. They so you have to I like- I just want to be sure you're out. okay. You exactly. didn't know what you did before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then one day, middle of the night, it's just like, oh, I've been thinking about you. 
can you like why would you pick his call middle of the night do you understand? Or call middle of the night so that's why it's very important to set those boundaries like do the muting if you if the person is one of these people you may have to block them because they will constantly be yeah. just like, like coming back into your space so i think those are the two things i just based off of what they said sorry pb yeah. before you yeah. okay you want to share your story after you yeah. no, no, I, I won't I share really a story share <laughs> i was just going to say um people have said what i wanted to say <laughs> um but i'll just add so to bring some science to it so science suggests that our brains respond the same way drug addicts respond when they're in withdrawal to love situations. So you're not, there's nothing wrong with you per se when you're feeling the intensity of the emotions you're feeling. So um, like they said, so some science, there's obsessive thinking about the person, about what happened, the what ifs. So what I would add to part of the things they said is try to not ruminate because you just keep yourself in a pattern of torture. And you think, oh, maybe if I had done this, mm. if I picked the call that day, or if I didn't upset them that time, if I didn't do this thing, right? Because I think something that's very important as well for relationships is your degree of self-awareness. But that's another um, conversation. So don't ruminate. Um, like they've also said, set boundaries. Please do not try to be friends immediately yeah. if you need to be friends never it There's is no <laughs> it's a very slippery slope <laughs> try to not get with someone else immediately yeah. as well yeah because yeah, it's yeah it's most likely a rebound situation and you should honor yourself enough to not play around with your emotions anyhow because they're important and they can really mess you up just to touch light a bit on what um, pd said like take time as well to grieve because you've experienced loss mm. and it is actual loss so loss somebody didn't die but it's like your hopes were dashed the future you had pictured the life you had wanted to live with this person has so you have actually experienced loss so acknowledge the loss don't trick it inside and pretend like and you haven't gone through denial, that yes and actually. don't be in denial as well so acknowledge that you've had the experience you've gone through as part of the things they've said and then um do things so science also says move your body do activities you know find a new hobby exercise write. you know find something else to do to get your mind oh maybe don't write don't write <laughs> don't write no <laughs> but you gotta write things <laughs> yes <laughs> and please all this grieving on social media though. yeah no 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 <laughs> not that please don't write people of well, god well yes i'll just i think i think i would i would is there anything else uh, that I want to say? Okay, thank yeah, you so much, all. Abadi. Uh, you know, just before PD speaks, the uh, chemical reaction part, the science part you were going to talk about, or that you spoke about, I was actually going to touch on it very quickly. Because, so, there's like all the feel-good chemical, is it oxytocin? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you produce a lot of that when you're in a relationship, actually. You know, you're excited, you're, uh, you're happy and all. So, that withdrawal, when the heartbreak happens, that withdrawal symptom that you then start to experience, is you like still craving that dose of oxytocin that you used to have and feel, you know? And then of course, what you then start to do is stalking them. Yeah. You go and check their social media. What are they up to? Who are they talking to? What have they written? What have they posted? <laughs> Why have they moved on? Who's the new girl? You yeah. know, check WhatsApp status. You do all those things. Who's the new guy? Who's the new guy? You know? <laughs> and you go, <laughs> and you go and start. You start actively following up. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. some, some would even go as far as to calling family members. Oh, I just wanted to say hi. You call their sister. You call their brother. You what? know, guy, girl, you are still stalking. You have legit become a stalker. And it's because, just as he said, it's kind of like the same thing with a drug addict. You are experiencing withdrawal symptoms. So everything that has been, be true to yourself. Don't deny the situation. Give yourself time to grieve. Give yourself time to heal. Do not jump into another relationship. It's most likely a rebound. You know, what else did we say? Set boundaries. Yeah, set boundaries. Block where, what needs to be. Don't cancel. You Cancel temporarily. <laughs> I say temporarily. <laughs> as much as possible, don't. Again, because it, uh, let's leave this cancellation matter. Yeah. Let's not go there. But where you need to block just for your own sanity and, and, and all that, but guys, pray. We underestimate the power of prayer. Yeah. If you will pray about an illness, heartbreak too, some kind of sickness too. Yeah. Yeah. If you pray about malaria, you pray about any, you know, funny feeling, fibroid and all, pray about your heartbreak. We don't talk to God, and you'll be amazed that God actually wants to hear you talk to him about what you're going through. He's concerned and he's interested in the minutest details of your life, so never forget that. Bidia, please go ahead. Hello. Is it working? Yeah. Okay. So, um, just to add to what PB said, actually, <clears throat> there's a scripture that God gave me when I was going through um, heartbreak, and it's in Isaiah. I can share the details. It's, um, he heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. And for me, you know, it made me realize what people were saying, that God is interested in this heartbreak. Because you know, you'll talk to some people that will trivialize it or make you feel like you're not spiritual because you don't want to go to church because you're dealing with heartbreak or whatever. But God is saying, no, I'm interested in that aspect of your life. I want to heal you. I want to bandage your wounds. And it was very therapeutic for me at the time. So Fantastic. Love it. praying is not just a theoretical point. It really does help. Fantastic. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, let's move on to another question. So, it has been said that the cool, suave guys get the girls, not the socially awkward ones or those who are intense or come on too strong. How to develop the art of charm? Now, this is very gender-specific, but I believe that women can get one or two tips from it. So, I'm going to ask AG Baby. I think, first of all, I don't agree with... Okay, sorry, on the heartbreak one, just one more thing. Sometimes you're wrong, and you're the reason that breakfast was served. So that's, that one is very important. Sometimes it was you. Yeah, sometimes it was you. So it's not every time it's them. Sometimes you are the one that should be blocked, right? And they, and they served you heartbreak to protect themselves. Correct. And that's... I just, when he said self-awareness, I just thought about it. Sometimes that's self-awareness of... The role you have played in creating situation is important. Mm. If you are hitting or abusing, mm. emotionally damaging your partner, and then they end it with you and run away, and maybe they ghost you because you are very clingy, mm. don't come and be like, in fact, I didn't know the prayer to God is not a broke my heart. It is, I, I have so problems. That's a toxic Lord. relationship. Yes, you are a toxic person. So yeah. sometimes it's you. So just, that's by the way. Okay. Um, so, how to develop the art of charm? How do you get the girls? Um, first of all, I don't agree with the premise that a certain type of person gets, like, is more attractive to everybody. There are some people, for example, that can't stand me, right? And there are people that love me. So, oh, God. <laughs> um, so I think that's, that's the first thing. And just, like, understanding that, like, just helps. Mm. So it means that if you're a certain way, you don't necessarily have to become a whole another person just because you're looking for a partner. So that's like the base level. 
I think what really helps is, I think what really helps is if you, one, love yourself, right? Two, like have that like self-respect and carry yourself as somebody who has value. I think that it's just, it creates like you are just more comfortable around people. And I think that that's like a base for being attractive to somebody else. If you meet, if you don't have that like just sense of, um, sense of self that, oh, I'm a valuable person. I, t I used to say to people, like, I said it last week, like, I've always, not always, but for most of my adult life now, I felt like I am the prize. Like, I actually have value. And that's, I, and that is sort of the basis for how I interact when I go for interviews and I'm having chats with people when I'm making friends. It doesn't matter like if you liked me, you're any 10 times more than me, you were more famous than I am. I have value. I've always had value and I always have value. And I think that's when I approach people from that space. It just creates, people like people to have value, right? So that's the first thing. Second thing is there's not like the other things, right? Learn, like we all can be interesting people. Sometimes we just don't bother to be. When I meet people, typically, I want to know like what they do. Right? And I'll typically ask you, like, so what do you really do? Oh, I'm a product something, for example. I'm like, so what do you do? Right? It's never about them. Like, you now learn like about stuff, right? Just like from, just like being. And that just adds to like your, like who you are. You now know things. Somebody says, oh, I do this. They're like, oh, like, is it like this? It's like a basis for like interaction. So there's that as well. Um, there's also like, just like cleaning yourself up, right? The more appealing you are, the more appealing you are, right? Um, I think, to me, those are the things. And then when you now, like, start approaching people, then it's no longer science, it's not art. So I, I, don't, I don't really know what to say about that. But I just think if you, <laughs> if you, if you have a strong sense of self, right, yeah. understanding, like, having self-respect and knowing that you have value, um, and you like try dress nice, be clean, smell nice, right? Mm, um, smell nice. Yeah, so like nice. you create, you create like sort of the basis and then be confident. Like just be confident. I remember, I'll just use this example. There's one of my guys from uni. His name was AB, right? AB used to, AB used to like be interested in the girls that everybody was like out of your spec, bro. Like this one is, this one is far. The guy was so confident, very skinny guy, so confident, and he used to get girls. Like, just based off of his energies, like, yeah, like, he really felt like, man, I'm the stuff. Like, I'm, <laughs> do you get, I'm him. And I think that women respond to confidence very strongly, right? I did not say, and go and wash my plates, go and cook for me. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. right? I'm talking about just confidence, just having self-confidence. You can look them in the eye. You can, like, speak clearly like you can interact do you get so i think yeah but then the rest i don't know <laughs> all right do you want to take other comments? thank you so much ag do you want to take other comments and i think specifically if you can speak to guys coming on too strong and too intense in fact what what has been said is that christian guys are guilty of this i don't know how true that is but i, I no we don't we are not going to put examples out but <laughs> 
strong. Yes, okay, so they say 33 from ages 33 upwards. Yeah. They said they come on too strong. Yeah. Too intimate. Maybe they are even about, they are ready to marry. Maybe that's what's doing what them. What does that mean? But what does it mean? Is it like is it like they are like marry me? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Can we get can we have a, a mic in the room please? It's, it's too much. It's too much. And it's not even like they're coming, like, I mean, they're the ones who come and they say they want to marry you from jump, which is, that's a different story. But it's the people who, let's say, like, maybe you just met them, you went somewhere, you were socializing, you were talking to somebody. You can tell that this person is attracted to you. Or they're coming to you from the perspective of romance. But they won't say it's romance that they're coming to do. They will never tell you. They will never tell you. They'll just say, eh, I just want to get to this. They say, okay, no problem. They're talking to them. Then they're now following up. Every two, two days, they'll, no, <clears throat> not every two, every day they'll be calling you, they'll be messaging your phone. Every, since morning mm. to night, you message them in the morning. You, you didn't respond to them because you were working in the evening. They say, oh, how was your day? Hey, hey, hey. You open, you open the message, you're saying, hey, hey, hi. Somebody even called, in fact, somebody, <laughs> I was in, this was in the morning time. <laughs> in the morning time, somebody's getting to work. And the person called me because I hadn't responded to him in like maybe a day or two. The person called me and it's not the one that where you, you know you call someone, they don't pick up, you just, you hang up. The call, and the call rang out. In my office, in the early morning, I was like, what's, 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 what's this? Are you owing the person? To do what? Somebody that you just met. It's, it's very too much. And I, please, I need no, sorry, please, I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Yes, you know, I'm from the previous generation, so just put in context, but... Is that bad? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because I would have thought it was a sign of the person really does okay, like you. Wait, you know, so, so get, I just want to get know. to the I program. Just want to know. Let me just know. Because let me tell you something. If this was a guy, and be honest with yourself, I'm not talking about the guy you were not attracted to. If this was a guy that you yourself had been scoping the whole wedding, if he flashed you in the morning, in the evening, and in the night, girlfriend. No, it's still, it's still too much. It's still, it's still too, too, much. too much. I can, oh, give, I can give a very specific example. So there was someone that I actually did have an attraction to. And I was like, okay, let me get to know this person better because our conversations were just, hi, hello, how are you? That sort of thing. And the next thing, he started sending me screenshots of conversations with his friends and them asking him, how is our wife? Mm -hmm. Whoa. <laughs> his mother had already said, ah, she's from Cross River. Eh. Okay, well, let's see. I'm just like, where? From where to where? I had to tell him, please. We, he wants to talk for three hours, nothing to say. And hey, don't you have anything to say? Imagine. <laughs> I don't. I, I yes, that don't fair enough. Yeah. Not fair enough for me. <laughs> okay, we have yeah, someone. Wait, hold, oh, yeah. wait, is this a contribution? Do you want to or, defend you, want you guys? To do you want to defend? You want to defend you guys? You want to contribute? Okay, you'll see. He's doing... The guy's point of view. Hello. Okay, so I think we've all heard this saying, right? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. It's actually true somehow, right? Because if I'm dating somebody, for example, it's okay to always want to talk to them. But if it's somebody you are just liking, let me, let me just say something. There's something I do, right? If I chill... I'm sure you want to share your... One house, guys. Show them, show them. The secret sauce. Okay. But by the time you go and use, if you like any girl in this church, they already know your secret sauce. Hey, wow. <laughs> <I> even do. <laughs> go okay, ahead, so go ahead, Pedro. There's this thing, right? I can 
because I don't want to call you all the time. And maybe I don't know this person too much. And if I call and call gets too long, it's going to be somehow awkward, right? Mm. I can just send you a text out of the blue. Like nothing too serious, nothing that would make you feel uncomfortable, right? But I'll just send you a text and you're like, the ah kind of text. Ah, oh, this person is so nice. And I will not text you for like the next two weeks, you get, right? It's just, uh, you get. Okay, and no, hold on. Okay, wait, oh, hold on. You, can, okay, you, hold you on. cannot overdo it. Yes. So the person expects that, ah, this thing is so nice. Okay, wait, okay, I, hear I hear you. I hear you. Very quickly. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think that there are two, you know, like there are two categories of, let's say life points right now. We have like two, I say two generations, right? And there are a set of people who are closer to like really serious, like, relationships if you are romantically interested in somebody two weeks is a long time yep. yeah so i i do think now i think about it i do think that there's like something that is just a bit more practical first of all like you have to like have your sixth sense up like about how somebody feels about you mm-hmm. right and you need to so you, i'm going to wrap this real quick no, sorry no, no, I, I, I oh you're talking to me i thought you were telling me time is up sorry your position in church <laughs> Like, should I land the thoughts and then you respond? Yeah, land the thoughts. Okay, yeah. Um, I think that I think that you should you should you should try and like have a sense of how people feel about you. I think that is very important, like in setting the base for frequency of communication and type of communication. It's very important, and it's not that I said this one is is an art, it's not a science. You can't, it can't be taught. You just have to be applying yourself. Two is you guys should try to go out the to the men now and to the women it depends on who is making the move try and just like put yourself in safe spaces right with the person where you guys can actually interact and that's the best way to get a sense of like how like you are feeling about yourself so for example in her case right you okay let's assume that you really really miss her right and you actually want to hang out with her you can actually just ask a question hi blah 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 um, I'm going to see a play at our culture on Sunday after church. Like, are you interested in hanging out? If she says no and does not propose an alternative, an alternative just carry your load and go. <laughs> if she says yes, then you're like, okay. Because like women, like they know what they're doing. So if she says, nah, no, 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 even if she doesn't like plays, she may say, oh, I'm not really a play person, but I like, but if they don't give alternative, they just tell you, no, I'm not free on Sunday. My man. No, no, no. But is there no place for persistence? No, don't no. Persistence. What is going the, on in the, this generation? The persistence, the the persistence in my opinion, has to feed off at least something. That is why you asked in the first place. Right. She cannot play hard to get. No, don't ah. use our destinies to be playing. So you can, you guys hear that? You can play. You can play hard to get, but like reasonable hard to get. Hard to get maybe. Oh, I'm not free this Sunday, but like I'm free next week. At least give the guy something. Not no. Then he will not come back. Do you? Do you? What a film? Do you like film? What do you want him to do? So I think that is extremely important that you just like test that. Wow. Right, yes. So there's no room for persistence. Wow. All right. Let's hear Pastor Ayo. I've been married for 24 years. And I dated my wife for six years. 
women say no first. Thank you, Pastor. Senior, senior. Maybe this generation has that changed. For you, separate generation. Don't, don't, you know, you know something. That you know, there are no fast and hard rules to these things. If Fair. a man must learn that a woman is not cheap, mm. praise the Lord, somebody. You need to go and look for her. When they say they want to date you, say no. If they are serious, they will stay there. So, I don't want to set rules for this. No, I don't think that's for this generation. <laughs> one house, one house, guys. One house. house. When you're not married, married then, they will think that they got you cheap. But, like I said, there are no hard and fast rules to what I'm saying today. Yeah. But you can become friends. But you can't meet somebody the first time and you say you want to go out and you say yes. Let him let him know if you are serious. If he's serious, he will, he will pursue you. Thank you. All right, sir. Thank you very much. Wow. Looks like so we understand. I, I want to just add this, um, and it's based on what. Who's adding? Who's adding? Oh, Polabi. So um, I think it's what PDA said and what Ajiro said. First off, I feel like just like AJ said, get a sense of who you are talking to. I think from the first two hours. That's if you guys won't talk for that long. If you guys have a conversation the first day and it's for like two minutes, that's okay. The second time you call and she doesn't enjoy the conversation and she just tells you, oh, I have to get back to work or something, that's a red flag or oh, just, no. just a, that's just a sign. Wait, hold on. That's a sign that she's probably not feeling the conversation or she's busy. But even if she's busy, she will let you know that, oh, I'm currently, you know, busy but i can call you later you will know when the lady likes you and i'm talking from experience wait hold on hold on now hold on let me let me explain the whole sorry sorry to just i, I want to just speak to what she said about the guy calling you know and being persistent so there was there was somebody i dated and i never make my relationship relationship status public and I was dating this person for over a year and then she went to do her masters and she would just keep sending me messages like oh you know I'm busy I'm in class you know can we talk later and then when we talk on the phone she'll be like oh I need to go and study now on the flip side at that point I mean at that point I was naive I thought that you know you just need to persevere but the honest truth is if someone likes you they'll go they'll make time yeah. and the person i'm married to today yeah. hold on hold on yeah. hold on let me just I'm, I'm being honest the person the person i'm married to today interestingly when we started dating was also doing a master's and trust me she was way busier, and that's the honest She even finished better than this other person. Just saying, just saying, just saying, just saying. No shades, but finished better, a higher grade, you know. But she would tell me, I'm about to study, but I have free time, my lunch break. And we'll talk throughout the lunch break. At some point, she'll get carried away with the conversation and say, ah, I forgot to, you know, do this, but we'll catch up some more. And, and even while she's doing that, she's even still on the phone with you. That tells you that that person 
likes you. And secondly, don't come on too strong. Don't, how would you say that you love somebody when you guys have no, you've barely even spoken? Yes. How would you say that? That's, see, let me tell you, I didn't tell my wife that I loved her until about seven months of dating. And, <laughs> and that's, why, that's why when I said it, that's why when I said it, it made more sense. A lot of guys throw a lot of words they don't mean around. And that's why these ladies take you for granted. When I was telling my wife I love her, she knew that I meant it. Get. You can tell, oh, I, I love this about you, I love that about you. But don't throw words around. Make sure you know why you love the person. So when they ask you, and then ladies don't just fall for the sweet words. Ask them, why do you love me? What's interesting about me that you love? Be very direct. And don't play around. The, the, the world, the, what changed my relationship, um, my knowledge about relationship is a book by Ben Stewart, single dating and married or something. And he said that when he was going to date his wife, from the first time they had a conversation, the second time they had a conversation, just like AG said, they, they, they went out for lunch or something. And right there and there, he said, see, I don't want to date you um, just for the fun of it. I want to date you so I know you better, know you enough to see if I can marry you. It's not coming on too strong. It's just telling the lady, I don't want to waste your time. So all the whole, uh, what's your favorite color? All, all those things. You're asking not because you're just having a conversation. You're asking because you genuinely want to know her and if you're compatible. And he, he, gave, he said something else. He said, just in case we get to know each other well enough to realize that we cannot live together, it's okay. Because I know that I would have impacted your life and you'd have yeah. impacted my life. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, bro. Let's, okay, we need, to, we need to move on from this question. Okay, quickly. Sorry, I just wanted to say, yeah, um, people are different. Like, there's no, in your book, there's no place for perseverance, right? But there are the people who want that. There are the people who want to tell you no and then they want you to still ask for something. And then she texts me later, it's like, so you're not going to ask me to something else? I mean, I'm confused. Mm. I mean, I'm confused in my head. When you said no, it was the end of the conversation. But then she was still asking me, you are not going to ask me to something else. And so she has given you something. She, she said this like a week plus later. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, but she has given you something. See, if you see, I see? Because, okay, but to be fair, like, okay, let's be, let's be realistic now, right? So, sorry, just to respond to this. Just to be like, if, if, you are, if you meet someone and you're talking to them, right, it means like, so like you're interested in like building a friendship at the very least, right? If you say, if you say let's go to lunch and they say no, it's weird to now never speak to them again. Mm. That's just weird. So it just means that like, so as in, what was your plan, you're right? Serious. So you're like, that's, that's, I think that that's where the perseverance comes. You're not actually serious, yeah. but it doesn't mean you don't interact. My point is, you, I'm not saying like as an absolute, but you take things and like take mental notes of what it means. If you're trying to hang out with somebody, let me now just be extreme. You're trying to like just like hang out with somebody for like two months and they keep on saying no, no, no. Or a month and they keep on saying no, no, no. Fam, like which perseverance? Three years. <laughs> okay, let's take Pastor Kedele quickly. Thank you. Um, I was just going to start from where Ijiro dropped. There's no rule about this thing. Yeah. And I'll give you a live example. My wife now, 
she used to come for my games night. And I was seeing her Organized off games night. Yeah, regularly. Taking notes. <laughs> so I was seeing her off. Listen to this. She came for my games night. And I was seeing her off. And I was going, I was saying, uh, when next should we now have? So we used to have dinner mm. privately outside of the games night. And she said she's going to be busy for the next two months. I've never heard that kind of shit before. <laughs> <laughs> so, but afterwards, I, so I was coming up so strong, then I moved on. And by the time we would now start dating, she was basically toasting me, right? <laughs> but my question is, there's no rule. Yeah. If I take in, because what you just said was, oh, somebody says one month, and then that's it. And what kind of, you got in a message. There's no rule to this thing, right? Yeah. Um, if you are really interested in her, so keep her teeth. But move on with your life. So don't build your life like it must not, it must always be her. But be around her, right? Communicate. But don't give up. If you really feel this is the person. This thing is... <laughs> All right, looks... This, this, I mean, let's, let's appreciate everyone who's already contributed to this. And I believe that if you're, perhaps you're in this, in this situation, you've already been able to pick out wisdom and we're available for conversations afterwards during MVP. Feel free to stick around if you need to talk through this a whole lot more. I, we're running out of time and we have a ton of how-tos uh, to still cover, but let's see which one we can take now. Should a woman shoot her shot? No, no. So I am going to, and this is going to go to the women. So we'll take Pastor Dami and we'll take Cece. Should a woman shoot her shots? PD. Okay. Again, context. I'm from a different generation. But I like to stay relevant in this generation. So, on a serious note, I think I would say there's a way to shoot your shot if you're a woman. I wouldn't say, oh, walk up to uh, a man and say, oh, I like you. I like to get in. I personally would not advise that. And that's because, you know what, the way women um, sort of receive rejection from situations like that is very different from the way a guy who says, exactly, exactly, that's it. They're not, they're not used to it. That's not their, the way they're built. They're not, do you understand? A guy will take it and move on to the next girl. A woman, you just be quiet for like three months before you can even, yeah, you, you really internalize it. So that's why for me, I, I'm not a great advocate of that. However, um, you know, I like what uh, Pastor Akindele just said. They had been talking for a while, then she pulled out. Then when she saw that, ah, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. She repackaged herself and started, uh-huh, you know, making herself more available, talking to him, calling him. That sort of shoot your shots, I would um, support. Do you understand? So, for instance, there's a relationship. Maybe you've been playing hard to get, and now you're about to lose him. Speak up. Please, you know, in that sort of way, make yourself available. You know, let him humble yourself. Humble yourself. Exactly. This man has shown because you. Because you put yourself in that situation. Exactly. Anyway. He created it. And he has already shown his cards. You are the one that was now trying to, I'm not sure, maybe make up your mind or... Yeah, uh, you were being distracted going. by others. Exactly. The Holy Spirit was not communicating to you clearly. <laughs> you know. So, there are those sort of situations. Okay. Well, let's talk Thank you so much. Jersey. So, <laughs> Sissy has a different opinion. Please go ahead and share. Hmm, mine is to thyself be true. Like, you know what works for you. Not every, not to even follow. Some, a, another person might actually want to shoot their shots. And 
it works for them, maybe in them conversing. But for you, me, I like to be chased. I like the chase. And I also talk to men that like the chase. I feel like it's just that intentionality in you actually saying, amongst the different options, you chose to actually go after me. You're, you're putting that time, sacrifice, resource, and you're actually paying attention. I actually like that. You know, I find value in that. So it's that whole thing. You know? But then again, if there's somebody that I like, um, I've been... I mean, the person has seen me, they've seen me talk, they've seen how I look, they've seen me laugh, and they were not scared to chase, then I don't need to convince you to come and shoot your shots for me. Like, you were not ready, so I don't need to now shoot my shots. I'll just move on to somebody that, and I mean, you look at yourself, and it's that whole value thing. Like, there are... <laughs> right, so, there are people that would find you, and then, you know, they would chase you, and... Mm. Ah, so you don't need to shoot you to thyself be true. Okay, we'll take that, but let's take Pastor Ayo quickly. Sorry, I have to speak again. <laughs> uh, no matter which generation you belong to, marriage knows no generation. Absolutely. Let me say it again. No matter which generation you belong to, once you enter marriage, it knows no generation. Marriage is not easy. Yep. Mm. So in as much as we're discussing all these things, we must also understand the end game. What does it take to stay married? Because if you look at many generations, <laughs> if you look at many generations today, our parents, your mothers took hell and high water from their fathers, our fathers, and they stayed there. Our, my own generation, we're still good. We'll see the next generation. Mm. Uh, we're seeing more divorces in that generation than our generation. So there's something that we must know, our parents knew, to stay married. Married. So in our, almost all we are discussing today, please know that marriage is serious business. Thank you, sir. True. Mm. All right, so Ejiro said it would be useful to know if men like to be shot at. Yeah? yeah? So can we take a few comments? <laughs> Emmanuel, would you like a woman right. to shoot her shots um, at you? I think my response to this is going to be what I was going to say for the other question, the previous question, which is read the room. Um, so with the other one, with coming on too strong, as a guy, when you're having conversations, read the room. Is she vibing or is she not vibing? In the language of this day and age. And for the ladies as well, if you're speaking to somebody, of course, don't come and say, oh, I like you and I don't like you and whatever. It's like, interact. Just be cool. And if it's progressive, then you can tell if they're interested in you or not. So to avoid the rejection, just read the room. If they're interested, they'll put in effort. And yeah, like Adriel said, you can suggest activities to do. Um, also, um, collaborating with Falabi said, because you need to get to know each other to know if you want to even have something tangible and serious with them. Right. So just be cool first and see what happens from there okay, but not necessarily men, shooting yeah, your shot do, do men want to be shot at so so before we ask the men sorry just to mm. give it a biblical context as well mm. is uh i think the closest that comes to mind is ruth i know that's usually the that's it's usually that ruth example that so if you see she did not go and we put chase out. him but it was more a positioning position. type thing. Mm -hmm. positioning for and i think that kind of um is what you're saying as in organized activities um, you know, if there's a guy you kind of like, he goes somewhere, the games night, can attend the games night, and things like that, you know. But again, my personal view, do not put yourself in harm's way. Because yeah. you want, 
Please. I absolutely agree Please. because I think there's a way. So again, the world we live in, yeah, and the very strong feminist vibes that is prevalent in our world. We need, we all need to be very careful. Um, there are a lot of strategies that we can evolve to get to the end game. But just like Pastor Ayo said, the end game is not easy. And so the benefit we have as believers is the spirit of God in us, which should guide us. I mean, sometimes you, you have, not even sometimes, you underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit to actually order your steps, to direct you, to give you insight, to, you know, help you. Uh, just allow you just glean wisdom that positions you properly, gives you the right words to say, tells you how to go and start off a new hobby. And from there, you just connect with people. And from there, just one connection to the other. You never, we underestimate the power of these things. But it's important to not be so fixated on strategy. Oh, so I like a particular guy. He always exercises at iFitness on Thursdays. Me say if I will go and be exercising there and you, so that I can, you know, just, you cannot be a, a schemer. It's important. What Ruth did, see, if you read Ruth's story, you need to understand that where she was coming from, there, were already, uh, there, was, a, there was already a heart positioning. There was already a spirit alignment that enabled whatever then happened with Boaz. Do you understand? There was primarily the relationship with, that she had with her mother-in-law. She didn't need to go with her mother-in-law. But it already shows you the state of her heart. I mean, and God would always honor faithfulness. He would honor and reward accordingly. So it wasn't a function of Ruth was thinking about marriage and then decided to go and position. Because I know that's the example we're always very quick to throw out when it comes to a woman shooting her shot. I'm not an advocate of it. Call me old school. I'm also, I like to be chased. But I also believe in the place of wisdom. You know, I believe in the place. I had to ask my husband a few years after. And let me just tell you, it was my fault. When we started talking and like when we were friends and all, I carried my big mouth and said, guys always like me. So don't even, because I wasn't in a place for a relationship at that point in time in my life. So I said very haughtily, like guys always like me. So I'm just telling you, just chill. Don't even think about it. Not now, not ever. <laughs> you know, so I already warned him. And the guy carried the warning and embraced it wholeheartedly. But he still stayed around. We were friends. I was like, ah, guy, what are we doing? Don't you like me? <laughs> Do you understand? This was a few, but it wasn't a function of shooting shots. It was a function of, he had done everything that he would do if he were if he were interested in me. Do you understand? Like gone high and above in every area. So I needed someone who was interested in me, who really liked me for me, had met my family, everybody had fallen in love with me, but just wasn't saying anything. Like, let's take this further. Do you understand? That's not shooting shots. That's being wise. So you need to know exactly where you are. Don't go and shoot shots and enter the wrong. Okay, let's see if we can take one more question and then we wrap up. I know Daniel has a contribution, but we can't take all contributions now. Clearly, we're going to have another how-to series next Sunday. And you don't want to miss it. Because next Sunday's zone is even interesting. We're we going to talk about sex next Sunday. We've been hearing... Yes, we've been hearing... There's been a lot of questions from Christians. How do I guarantee that he will sexually satisfy me? Come and hear on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Sexual, sexual compatibility and just different things. PB, please. Coping, coping mechanisms. Well, I've been normal, be on that. Coping mechanisms and stuff. 
But uh, let's take this last. Let's, let's try and take one more question. So, um, hmm. and this one is very important. It says, how to, how to manage friendships when a party relocates? So, there's a lot of jackpot conversations. Your friends are leaving you. And it's becoming a whole thing right now. Normal friendships. No, not dating. Just normal, regular friendships. We, th we think there are a couple people in the room who might benefit from that. So we can t we'll take two questions. Can anybody speak to that? So if you, if you have any experience, how are you managing your friendships right now? Once a party has relocated and you feel so alone, you, you have to like build new friendships and you're not excited about that. All your crew, they've all relocated and you're the only one here. Yeah? Who wants the, to take a stab at that? Is the question managing that relationship or new relationship? How do you even just be okay? Some people have come to actually complain about not being okay. So how do you manage? Yeah, Natasha. Okay, Tito, go ahead and then we'll take Natasha. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. So I think for me, it's about intentionality. Um, making the active effort to... You might not speak every day. You might not... Um, you don't see each other as often, as, of course. But it's about intentionally making the effort to catch up. Um, and for me, I have a lot of friends that, I mean, from uni that I still am so close with. I mean, we don't speak every day, but when we do speak, it's like, I saw you yesterday and we're just like feeling each other and everything. So just intentionally making that effort to set time apart to catch up with people. Okay. Thank you so much. Can we quickly give Natasha? Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I would say it's a two prong situation so your friends leaving you going to different places and you feeling lonely like not having anyone around so the first part I would say in terms of friends who are leaving um yes he was right about intentionality but you also need to know the kind of friends that you are like what's the value of that friendship like and what is the how important is that friendship to you? Not saying that you should just leave it, but if your really close friend is traveling, maybe she's going to do a master's or he's going to do a master's or they've relocated, you need to try to keep in contact. You're not gonna talk to them every single day. You can't expect that, but at least be intentional to say that, okay, every two months or so, I'm gonna call this person, I'm gonna have a long conversation, I'm gonna catch up. It's not a weekly thing or a daily thing because people are busy. So it's to put that time aside. Both of you put that time aside. This is our catch up period. We're gonna catch up here find everything that's going on, and then two months down the line, we do the same thing. So I, that would be like a strategy that I would suggest in terms of friends leaving. In terms of feeling lonely and being here, so my sort of situation, when I relocated back to Nigeria, I didn't know anyone here. All of my friendship, like my friendship groups were in London, and I only had two friends to, like, that I knew of that were even near me. So, and I wasn't very social. I didn't used to go out. So it was only those two people I used to talk to. So when she now became, they now became unavailable, I found myself in a situation where I didn't have anybody, I didn't know anyone here, I didn't know how to go out, I, like I didn't know anything. So I feel like, <laughs> that actually is, is, is one of the things I did. So I needed to find a community of people, you know, um, we're better to start than church. Not saying that you necessarily have to go to church, but you need to find a community to be around. From, from being in Nicola, I found like another community of, peop uh, of people who I could then interact with. So I would say, if you're feeling lonely, all of your friends are leaving, before they've all gone, I will say, maybe even, even in a going away party or whatever the case may be, find, try to put yourself in situations where you can socialize with other people and build new connections because from those new connections, you can also then build new connections. And in that doing so, you will never find yourself without people around you. And you might, you don't know, you might even find the one from doing so, so that's my Okay, we start again nine o'clock. Let, let's pray, let's pray. And then we'll just get started for service. Okay. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the conversations we've had. We thank you because you know your spirit was here, even in the laughing and joking and sharing. Father, Lord, we ask that for as many as had a question, a burning question in their hearts, Lord, that even those that were not answered this morning, that your spirit will minister to them, Father, Lord. We thank you, Father, Lord, because we will not be confused. We will not be stuck, Father, Lord. In everywhere we find ourselves, the Holy Spirit will be present to guide us, Father, Lord. And where we're going, the journeys we're all on, single, married, and in between, Father, Lord, that you, by your spirit, you will lead us, guide us, and direct us. We thank you for your spirit of wisdom as well that's able to minister to us in different situations. And we thank you for your word that's also been able, available to minister to us. We thank you for local friendships. We thank you for the church. We commit today's service into your hands. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We hope that the message has blessed your heart. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng For more information about us and all our other resources, please visit www.lifepointng.org.